Hey, you guys, welcome to the Main and Magic Podcast, your stop for all things Disney. I'm your host, Dawn Brown, and this is episode 41. Whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience, and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings on our website at mainandmagic.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Just search for the Main and Magic podcast. After the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. In this episode, Katie and I put on our Imagineering hard hats and reimagine a neglected corner of Disney's Hollywood Studios, Animation Courtyard. We philosophize about the direction we'd each take to bring new life to this area before taking a deep dive on our plans for new attractions, restaurants, and shops. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and Magic. Welcome aboard, everybody. Come on in, grab a seat. We've got room for everybody. Today, we are taking a ride over to Disney Hollywood Studios. And Katie and I are going to do a little bit of armchair Imagineering on a very neglected corner of the park, which is Animation Courtyard. Katie? Hello, I'm here. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Uh, This was a challenge. We had, what, like two and a half weeks to work on this? Yeah. (laughs) And I had approximately a thousand brain farts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Easily. Uh, Just, I don't know. I think maybe because I worked in the animation courtyard, I know it so well as it is right now. Well, minus Launch Bay, because obviously when I worked there, it was the animation tour uh, where you got to go look in the fishbowl, which was awesome. May it rest in peace. So it was just really hard to like overcome what what it is and what it's been for all these years (laughs) parts of me parts of me kept going back to like how it used to be and saying oh they should just bring this back and like no i don't want it to come back i want it to be something different so i had to like get away from the idea of what was already there yeah oh okay so for the purposes of this exercise we said that animation courtyard is when you walk through that big arch uh, near uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So that to the to the left, up to One Man's Dream. We are not touching One Man's Dream. If anyone no. touches One Man's Dream, <laughs> I will come for you. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh, and then to the right, you've got the play. Um, what is it? Uh, Playhouse Disney. D- Disney building. Yep, Disney Junior Dance Party. Yeah, that's right. Yep, Disney Junior. And then in the back launch bay and we're actually saying beyond launch bay the admin buildings that you used to see during the back lot or the you know the backstage tour all of those buildings which are now admin marketing yellow shoes 
all those buildings can get leveled all the way to the highway. <laughs> so we have all the space that we need to put in whatever we want in imaginary or in a uh, animation courtyard. So with that, we're going to dive in to this. Okay. Katie, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? <laughs> oh, um, I don't care. You got a coin there. Flip a coin. I pick heads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you go first. <laughs> All right. I'll go first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's fine. I don't mind. Um, and just, okay. again, this can be anything. Like, right. I have no idea what Katie picked. She has no idea, like, what direction I'm going. So I have, you know, it's whatever you want it to be. So you have yes. the floor. All right. So as we said, one man's dream, we're not touching that, right? So because, like, I mean, everyone knows what one man's dream is. It's it's how animation got started. It's how Walt Disney got started. That's the whole idea of animation. That's why we're keeping this animation courtyard. So for this exercise, and I know we could have turned it into anything we wanted, I left it as an animation courtyard because without animation, Disney wouldn't be the same, right? Like it's, it, it just wouldn't. That's how it all started. So we're going to gut things first. So first and foremost, Launch Bay. I'm sorry, all you Star Wars fanatics. I know it seems like every episode lately I've been coming at you guys, but you have Galaxy's Edge and you have Tatooine Traders. You don't need Launch Bay. Okay. Thank like, you. Like, bye. <laughs> Galaxy's Edge has plenty of room in it to put a nice little building in there and move all that stuff out of animation, out of Launch Bay, and put Launch Bay into Galaxy's Edge, or for that matter, expand Tatooine Traders and put it in there. But like, I don't know if anyone's ever been in Launch Bay. I know currently it is closed, um, but. My reasoning behind this. So I'm, I'm going to explain myself really quick. But in Tatooine Traders, obviously they have all the old school Star Wars stuff. You know, the there's um, really nice autographed pictures back there. In Launch Bay, there's also autographed pictures that are the same. Why? Why? Put it all together. So that's my reasoning for getting rid of Launch Bay. No reason for it. Voyage of the Little Mermaid, I know it's been there for a really long time, but that's going. It's, it's, we don't need Little Mermaid at Magic Kingdom and at Hollywood Studios. Pick one, whatever one you like better, make it that one at Magic Kingdom. So we're gutting Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Disney Junior Dance Party. I'm not saying get rid of it, but I would like to see that moved. So... The past few years, back by Rock and Roller Coaster, if you continue past the standby line and you continue on, there is a, a show back there called Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. Put the Disney Junior Dance Party back by there because there's lots of little kids who can't go on Rock and Roller Coaster and their parents take them while their kids, sisters or brothers are on Rock and Roller Coaster. They go back to the racing academy. So put the Disney Junior Dance Party back by that to keep these little, these younger kids or, you know, the vertically challenged kids back there. That way we have that building. 
And then the character meet and greets that are also right by Disney Junior Dance Party. So right now it's Vampirina, um, Handy Mandy, I think is there, and Sophia the First. Put those over by where we just moved Disney Junior Dance Party to because give these kids something to do back there. So now we have all this open space. Great. First thing I'm going to talk about is a restaurant. And I was kind of struggling a little bit with an idea. And then I thought, why not use something that already exists in the Disney culture? And that's on the Disney Cruise Lines. They have the Animator's Palette Restaurant. So this restaurant is unique. And it can be a little bit difficult to kind of put it into the Disney World aspect but I think there's a way to do it. So on the cruise line, you know, they have seating they have seating time. So everyone goes in at 5:30, and um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's just the whole restaurant is starts black and white, and there's artist drawings, just sketches everywhere. And throughout dinner, as you're eating, everything turns to color, and the restaurant goes from black and white to color, and. At first I was thinking about it and I said, I'm like, well, that's not really going to work because who wants to walk in in the middle and not see it? But in the same respect, you think about like sci-fi drive-in, the movie doesn't start over every single time. You might walk in and it's in the middle of the show. So I think the animator's palette could work there and you just a regular meal, regular sit down, um, no character meet and greet, but have it where you walk in and it's black and white or you don't know what you're getting and it just, you know, it could be different every single time you go in. And I think that could make it really unique. I was actually thinking about this too, because of, like you said, if you want to keep an animation courtyard, I think that they would just figure out how long a meal takes and then everybody checks in yeah. At that time, you know, like, and then so nobody's ever missing it. So they might say right. it's an hour, you know, and then. Right. Like, because they kind to... of eat a character breakfast even does this, right? They, they sort of have time frames where everybody checks in and then. Yes. And then everybody kind of, you know, if you have ever noticed, <laughs> it's kind of all empties out. Sections of a restaurant will empty out at the same time, probably as the characters are taking a break, you know, for getting ready for their next shift, if you will. So I think they could do that. Yes, absolutely. And so the other idea I was thinking about, too, is instead of going from black and white to color, if you're not, because you could do, you know, Hoopty to Review has a couple of show or a couple of times. You could do something like that. Um, but you could also make it, instead of going from black and white to color, is make it a, I don't want to say stop animation because that's not the right thing. But basically a start from scratch drawing and like basically the walls just turn into from the circle with the, you know, arch down, the line down the center and to cross where the center of the sphere is and how they do it and just make where it's actually drawing it out. But oh, okay. I, right? So instead of it going from black and white to color, you're, you're actually getting that full experience of how a drawing comes about. 
while you're eating. And, you know, you can do little things like a dessert. You could do something similar to what Epcot does, which is, um, you know, a cookie where it's an an artist um, easel and you get to paint your own cookie as a dessert. Like little things like that. You make it fun and unique. Again, I didn't get into what the meals would be. I had enough brain farts figuring stuff out. I wasn't about to try and figure out food. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't do I couldn't. Um, so that's my, my restaurant. I don't think it needs a quick service. I really, uh, of all the stuff that's going on at Hollywood Studios, I will say it's one of my favorite places for quick services. I do think it has one, the, the whole park as a whole has enough of a variety of quick services that to add one more, I think it'll just be a lot of duplicates. So I didn't add a quick service for that reason. So that's that's my 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 meal. That's that's where you're gonna go and eat the new the new restaurant. One thing I did add also is a gift shop. So it's you know you can get a lot of this a lot of souvenirs and things down Hollywood Boulevard. But the one thing that Hollywood Studios doesn't have anymore, and it's really disappointing, is, and this is where Launch Bay is now, what used to be there when it was the animation studio, are the hand-drawn pictures that you can get. And you can get it personalized, or you can have them make one special for you. And they have all these characters that are drawn out. And, you know, kind of more of an upscale um gift shop as you will maybe not necessarily an art of disney where you're getting all the yeah i was gonna say art of disney was yes was there it my was. favorite my i know like my well i shouldn't say it was my favorite store to work in but it was like my second favorite store to work in because i just i mean yeah, some crazy you know everything from you know eleven thousand dollar thomas kincaid painting to like Katie was saying, a, a $25 poster or right. the sketch drawings. The, yes. You know, yeah. Just, I mean, there was literally something in there for every price point And right. I just loved it. But what I'd like to see in it is instead of all these, not that anything is wrong with Thomas Kincaid or any of these artist drawings that are at the Art of Disney and Disney Springs and the, 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 store that's in the American Pavilion. But I would like to see it more of Disney artists. Like, I know cells aren't as big as they once were, but they're still a thing. You know, the actual real cell from the making of Moana. I mean, I know it's all computer generated now, but the cells from those movies like Lilo and Stitch and things like that where... They have these and make it that kind of specialty art of Disney where it's not these artists that are really good at what they do, but there's Disney artists who still draw out the characters. And I would like to see that. I mean, we have pictures of what's his name? Ewan McGregor as whoever he is in Star Wars and an autograph of him (laughs) that you can buy in Tatooine Traders. Why can't I get an original sketch of how the idea of Elsa came about framed for $225. Like yes. I would buy that. Oh, so I, me too. That is my gift shop idea. So not necessarily a kid souvenir, but 
more of that animation idea souvenir. And what a great homage to the tour that was yes. there for all those years. Oh, yes. I remember one time I walked through. I know they changed it periodically, but one time I walked through and they had the cell progression of Sleeping Beauty's dress changing from pink and between pink and blue. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I that was my original Disney princess. I had the little, not the little golden book, the little, uh, whatever the, the, you know, square paper book was with the mm-hmm. little record. And like, I was obsessed with it. So she was my first. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, why didn't I bring my big purse? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here, people. <laughs> Just got purse is a little heavy. Got to get back to the hotel. But oh, I, yeah, and I would love to see like just some of that stuff out there. And yeah, right. I mean, and people really do like that stuff. I mean, One Man's Dream is great. And the beginning, I really like the beginning of One Man's Dream when you first walk in and you're actually seeing like all of Walt's concepts and how he brought all of this to life. And then you go in a little bit more and it's kind of a, hey, look at the new cruise ship that we're building. And it's kind of cool, but meh. I mean, meh. Do, I'm in Disney World right now. I get what you're doing, but I don't care about the cruise ship right now. I want to see more <laughs> about this. Um, but so that's that's my, my gift shop idea. So that's going to kind of go. So in Animation Courtyard, you have Voyage of Little Mermaid. Which behind there is where a gift shop actually currently is. So that would be that store. Um, maybe kind of into Launch Bay too. But Launch Bay, we're now adding a unique character experience in there. So not all of it, but part of it. But there are so many Disney characters that I would love to see come back that I feel this would be the perfect spot for them because we're talking old school animation, you know, these original hand drawn from scratch. So we're having meet and greets of the genie from Aladdin, Hercules. I know this is newer animation, but like Moana and Maui, they're in there. And then some of the more unique characters that you don't ever see. That you don't see ever. Yeah. Tarzan and Jane. Um, yes. yes. Um, and it could be rotating, right? It doesn't have to be the same three all the time. It could be different depending on the day you go. But also in Launch Bay, what we're bringing back, and I know this is at Animal Kingdom, and I can understand, I've done the animation experience at Animal Kingdom, and I can appreciate why it's there because, you know, so many animators have brought real life animals in to to use them to the, for the drawing, but I don't want to always have to draw Timon or, um, you know, Chippendale. Like there are so many other characters that I would like to learn how to draw. So we're bringing the animation experience back to Hollywood studios and that's going back right where it belongs inside a launch bay. And we're making this an animation experience where multiple times a day, there's a schedule you're learning how to draw characters that's what that section is meant for. That's what I feel. 
And when you're in there, you know, there's pictures on the wall similar to how it is now with Star Wars. And there's, oh, look at this and that and all Star Wars and how the Death Star blew up or whatever. But we're looking at a progression. And you don't have to have the animators back there actually doing things like they did in, in the old days, I guess. But have pictures or videos of the progression now. I mean, we've talked about when we... Uh, one of our Disney Plus episodes, um, I know I talked about the making of Frozen 2. And I, I mean, I binged that series because I was so, like, I loved watching how all that works. So we're adding something, a, a small show almost, it, that you can, you know, similar to One Man's Dream at the end, there's a show. But the progression of how animation actually works. And if it's different now, that's fine. So show the progression of how animation is now and how these are, you know, artists are, they start with a sketch and then they bring it to life on the computer and, you know, do a small little 20 minute. Here's how it works. Kind of video, um, kind of something to go and get people off their feet, a way to kind of move the crowd out of the way. So those are those ideas. And then I'm looking at my notes here. Where are we? At? Okay. <laughs> I I was like all over making these notes. All right. So now we're moving to attractions. And I have two. The first one is going to be something similar to like how Nemo is. Where now first of all, let me hold on. Let me backtrack here. Mickey's Runaway Railway it's cute. It is what it is. And then there's the Mickey short that you can go in and watch Mickey's vacation or I don't even remember what it's called. What is with this new Mickey? He's creepy. He's I do not get it. I don't understand it. Oh my god, I think he's adorable. Oh my I gosh. Love him. I do not like it at all. I do what? not. They're so And you know, I guess Mickey's not that bad, but if you've seen the new Goofy, Goofy's freaky looking. I do not like him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But um, so my first attraction is going to be something similar to Nemo. And we're going where, again, we're going to kind of follow the progression of animation start to finish. But this this attraction is going to be a ride through making a short of, you know, draw... <sighs> And this is kind of where I was up in the air because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, how would this work, right? Because I want there to be something small that any age could go on, that there's no, you know, no height requirement. And it would almost be like a working, like a working movie reel, right? So if you're watching the old school movies and you see the film kind of, the, the film reel kind of going across, right? And you can see everything moving along. So that's kind of what I'm thinking of this attraction to be, where you're moving along and as you're moving, like you're watching this film kind of play out and it's, it's the film reel and you're moving as it's moving and you're seeing this show basically as you're moving. Does that make sense? I think so. I, I don't know. It was, this is, this was my tough attraction. This was my, man, maybe it'll, maybe it'll crap the bed and not work out. But in my head, I'm thinking you always see those film reels moving and you're actually watching this as you're moving. So like you're, you have it in front of you. So there's no like, 
a live boats or, you know, Bruce the shark that comes out at you or anything like that. It's kind of like on the wall and you're moving. Like, uh, like how you're moving with Soren. Yes. Yes. But obviously you would actually be moving through a building instead mm-hmm. of seeing on a stationary fixed, yes. you know, seat or whatever. Yes. So or if you, you took the video moving like it does in Soren with a classic dark ride and put them together. <laughs> yes. And Nemo. What le- what led you to Nemo? No, like the Nemo ride, like how that is, where it's just like small moving. Oh, I see. Slow okay. moving. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it would not be no, not Nemo, Nemo based. No. It would be. No, no, okay. no. Do you have Just a preference of what it would be? Normal Mickey. <laughs> no. Just, oh, regular. Um, oh, I like, gotcha. <laughs> like, almost like Steamboat Willie. Like, bring Steamboat Willie to life. Oh, and my then, God. That would be amazing. Right. Because it's old school. Like, we're talking real animation. Let these kids, like, like see. Like, go back to the OG Mickey. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, my last attraction is going where you know kind of next to it and this idea kind of came from dan so bluey is on disney plus super cute kind of makes parents feel like crap because this these dog parents do everything their kids want and james you know james would be like i want to do this no i'm busy like (laughs) i'm not letting you crawl on my back (laughs) as i pretend to be a horse that's not happening and here's bluey's dad oh come on kids let's go anyways in one of the episodes they're going on a car ride to their grandma and grandpa's house and they're of course in the car they're being annoying and they start drawing and they're drawing these ideas of how they're going to get to grandma and grandpa's house and mom and dad are following them so they draw and they're like we're in an rv and then the rv does this and the rv turns into a boat and then we take the boat and we go like this and we go and do all this stuff so this attraction it may have a height requirement a little bit but it's kind of going to be a mix of a few things so it's going to be a kids version of test track where you're creating your idea so you're using your imagination and the idea of animation and you're it's also going to be kind of a combination of spaceship earth where at the end of spaceship earth you get to pick like do you want a solar-powered house or a wind-powered house? So taking those ideas into effect, right, with with what would you rather have, we're making a – and I'll have to find what episode it is. You can put it in the show notes so people don't think that I'm absolutely crazy. I will find it. Um, <laughs> but these kids are – you're going in and you're making a – you're going on a road trip. And you get to pick, like – do you want a RV or an airplane? And then as you're driving in the air, in the RV or the airplane, do you want this or do you want that? And then do you want this or then do you want that? So as you create your story, and it doesn't necessarily have to be an RV, but you go and then you go on this attraction and you're in a little car and everything that you just created, that you came up with, you get to follow along in that story. And it's now, 
you've made this out. So that's oh, right. The rewritability of that is like, because if they can, you know, if you pick a boat and you want to go to the ocean or whatever, versus if you pick an airplane and you want to go to the mountains or you pick an airplane and you want to go to like right. a big city or, Oh God, there's like, it's like the combinations of things that you can get at star tours, you know, there's just hundreds yes. of different combinations. So you'll never get bored. Right. And it would be for, cause there's, you know, kids that are younger that can't go on test track, but they want it. Like James loves going on test track and building his car or when yeah. we're on spaceship earth and he gets to pick solar power, or wind power, do you want to, do you care about your dogs or your work? Like all that picking and choosing, I mean, it's always different. And I really think that that type a, of attraction would, it would bring more people. You're kind of making animation courtyard, like yes, for adults that like the OG animation, but also you're bringing it more to the younger kids that this is what it's all about. Like, this is what animation is. And that's kind of how I brought Animation Courtyard back to life. Yeah, you can take the old, the, the old characters, but apply new technology that makes kids' attention spans last for more than four seconds. <laughs> right. But that's, that's everything. Some of those things I had also thought about. Like, the anime... Um, the drawing, the character drawing at Animal Kingdom. I, I, in the animator's palette, like I had all this stuff in my head too. And then I, and then I did a 180 and <laughs> <laughs> thought about what do I want to put there, like for myself selfishly. So, okay, do you have, do you have more? Or no, that's, that's, that's my new. That's my new animation courtyard. I did not knock out the back buildings. I left the admins there to come up with more ideas. <laughs> so I bulldozed it to the highway. <laughs> Except for the Playhouse Disney building. But I have something else to put in there. So I also wanted to lean in and still keep it very much dedicated to animation and specifically hand-drawn animation. Okay. But I leaned more into what they are doing in the rest of the park with immersion in a, in a space, we'll say. So I chose two films and the whole area is going to be about these two films. I chose an old film and a more modern film. So everything here is going to be based on Alice in Wonderland and Lilo and Stitch. Nice. So I think I'm going to start with my Alice in Wonderland stuff. So the first thing is... I want an Alice in Wonderland walkthrough attraction. There is one at Disneyland Paris. It's called Alice's Curious Labyrinth. There's also one in Shanghai Disney. The one at Shanghai Disney is based on the live action films. Uh, the one at 
Disneyland Paris is based on the animated film. I want to stick to the animated film because I think even with the live action films out there, we know more about the animated film and people are, I mean, the teacups is popular still. So, and I, again, I know that we already have this property represented at magic kingdom, but I don't care because it's a ride. I can't go on. (laughs) So this is me being selfish. So in my brain that this is going to be kind of on the left side and like maybe in the back a little bit admin buildings way kind of in my mind the way that this attraction is going to work is you're going to walk inside of a tree so for anybody that has ever been to disneyland to the toontown there there's like chippendales tree house so like think of a tree that kind of looks like that <laughs> but maybe like a little bit bigger so you're going to walk into this tree and it's going to be a hydrolator type elevator like where you walk in and then there's like or like Katie just did space 220 right and you have the thing and it looks like you're going somewhere so it's going to look like you are falling down the rabbit hole and then you're going to walk out the back of the tree and you're going to emerge into Wonderland. So you're going to walk through this sort of like hedge ma- maze thing through the big tall flowers and the mushroom with the caterpillar on top and the unbirthday scene with the lanterns hanging over. And then you're going to walk through, uh, you know, the queen of hearts, like just the painting, the roses red, and you're going to, you're basically going to walk through the film. So there's going to be a ton of like photo apps. Like you can actually, sit down at the unbirthday table and get your picture taken. And I would also have like the cards, like people dressed up as the cards in the part of the, (laughs) in the part of the walkthrough, like they're going to be, they would be separate from you. Like you wouldn't be able like, but you'll see them like kind of like walking back and forth and like how the stormtroopers are now in Galaxy's Edge. Exactly. So you can see them, but you're not, you know, and you could even like get a distanced picture with them or whatever, but they're, you know. And I would also somewhere in there, probably in the earlier part of it, have like, like the earlier part of it, like the big tall flowers, have some unstructured play area for the kids, like, think back to um honey i shrunk the uh kids playset, like a little area like that where you know i mean like a little bit bigger than the the play area that's in dumbo but not massive either just just big enough for the kids to go in there and like lose it (laughs) and then you can like wander back through so i would basic i would kind of have some of the elements that they have at the one in Paris and some of the elements at the one they have in Shanghai, but like make it better because you have more space. So that's my first attraction because I think this part needs an unstructured play area. Oh yeah. Because like at magic kingdom, you have the, the water fountains over by um, Dumbo 
you have those at Epcot. They just, they need something at this park that is for little kids because what is there for the little kids at this park? <laughs> I mean, I know they're, they're, you know, the, the toy story land, like they can do all that stuff, but it's like, it seems, it almost seems like half the park is very much adult, you know, like you mm-hmm. were saying earlier, like you go down sunset, there's nothing for little kids down there except for that lightning McQueen thing. So right. you just need a little bit more. So that's my first attraction. The next thing that I have that's Alice in Wonderland is I want an unbirthday bash. I want to go into a restaurant that looks like the unbirthday party. Like I need that in my life. <laughs> so we are going to have an unbirthday bash restaurant that is a character dining experience because you guys know how much I love character dining. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be Alice. Mad Hatter, Queen of Hearts. I mean, they can throw in Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I don't care. At least those three, though. All the tables are going to, like, be mismatched and have, like, cartoonish chairs. And it's going to be family style. So they can bring you your food on, like, mismatched colorful plates with the cute, like, you know, put your coffee in the teapot that looks like the teapot in the movie and just there's going to be lanterns hanging over you from the ceiling and there's going to be like hedge walls so it's like very green and it looks like you're in a garden and I'm going to eat there every single time I go (laughs) I like it like Katie I have no idea what they're serving but I do like the family style idea. That's I, I really like the the family style restaurants, all the family style restaurants that are in Disney. Yeah, they do it really well. Okay, so that's the restaurant. Okay, and I have one quick service restaurant here, and it is also Alice in Wonderland themed. And I'm calling it Wonderland Delights, and it's just going to be like little bites and specialty drinks. So like little finger sandwiches and little cookies and little little things like she eats in the movie. <laughs> and then I mean, we don't really have like like we need to just walk up bar at the studios, right? That has like little drinks, like little moonshine sours <laughs> or whatever. So, I just want a quick service restaurant that is Alice in Wonderland themed and it just has like the little, just like little food, little snacks and drinks, alcoholic and non-alcoholic. I'd eat there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my Alice in Wonderland stuff. So on the other side, like more on the right side going towards the back is going to be all Lilo and Stitch. Let's see, where should I start? So the building that has the Playhouse Disney stuff, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to fix the facade to make it look like Hawaii, like Lilo and Stitch. Now, there's a lot of architectural details that they could pull from Alani to redo the facade of the building to make it look like the actual movie. 
So just, but we don't have to tear the building down. We can keep the building. But what I'm putting in there instead is something to do with hula. So like the meaning of hula or the language of hula. So everybody can go into this building and it's going to look like the outside at the beach at night. So like how you go into the Mexico pavilion and it looks like a market in Mexico at night, only Hawaii beach. (laughs) So like, and the stage is going to be set up like basically like a luau. So everybody can go in there and like, it's basically, I mean, kind of take the actual fun parts of the spirit of Aloha and move it into this building and this show. And like, I mean, Lilo is learning hula in the film. So like teach the kids like this motion means this. And then like teach the kids to do it. They could have like fake torch juggling, you know, light up, but not actual fire. (laughs) Cause you don't want to throw fire in buildings, (laughs) but yeah, I want it to look like the beach outside at night. So, you know, tiki torches with fake fire and palm trees and all that stuff. Cause then you still have something for the kids where they can go and just like jump around and get crazy. But it could, but it's fun for the adults too. Kind of like a luau, yeah. I like it. Yeah, but interactive. Yes. Okay, so that's my second attraction. Okay, my big attraction. I'm all in now. They're saying Lilo and Stitch. Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I specifically picked Lilo and Stitch because this movie was mostly produced. Mm-hmm. at the animation studios in Florida. And it's still very, very popular. Like, get a character meal at Ohana. <laughs> like, it's still, they still sell out, and he's still super popular. So I feel like this is a great way to pay homage to this cash cow that they produced on site there in that space. And still being put put something out that kids are like really locked into so this is my big attraction so we're building lilo's house so you're gonna walk into lilo's house and this is going to be the entrance to a water flume ride so this gonna it's gonna be an inside outside like a little bit inside a little bit outside kind of like how splash mountain is both Mm -hmm. inside and outside but the It's not going to be a splash mountain drop. It's going to be like more mild than that, but it's going to be in the spirit of splash mountain. And they're going to be playing Hawaiian roller coaster ride because hello, we have been asking for a Hawaiian roller coaster ride since 2002 when the freaking movie came out. (laughs) (laughs) Please give us this. So it's going to be, a more mild drop than Splash Mountain, so the height restriction can be lower so more kids can ride it. And I don't necessarily want it to be a book report ride. Like, they could sort of tell you the beginning, like a part of of the movie in the beginning, but then I kind of want it to, like, progress into something that 
is past the movie, which is essentially what they're also kind of trying to do with the reimagining of Splash Mountain. Like they're trying to go beyond what happened in The Princess and the Frog. So, you know, progress the story. Use the ride to progress the story. In the beginning, have Pudge with a sandwich in his mouth and it raining. Or looking for a sandwich. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I I just I think that it's such an it's such an easy go to, right? Like there's no water ride in the studios right now. This film was produced there. You have this amazing music and these characters that people still love. So we just we need a Hawaiian roller coaster ride. <laughs> yes. So I'm thinking like a few hills, like what you experience in Pirates, where they're very mild, and then like the bigger one at the end, but that isn't, you know, straight up and down like Splash Mountain. <laughs> With that peppy music. That that's what I want. And then outside in front of the house where you would where you would enter to go onto the water flume ride. I want a very simple hub and spoke ride with the red cars that Stitch flies around in. So now you have it, you know, covered for little kids. I mean, you know, I mean it's essentially Aladdin's flying carpets or Dumbo. Just super simple. You can go in the house, get on the water flume ride. That's for a a wide range of people. It's fun. It's exciting. Good music, all that stuff. You've got the playhouse thing where the kids can blow off some steam. The walkthrough attraction for Alice in Wonderland. So you can like live the movie, get tons of pictures, have fun in there. Two restaurants. I don't know about stores. I didn't do that. Katie's better than me there. (laughs) (laughs) I entertained you and I fed you and that's it. (laughs) So I know that's a great departure from what it ever was. I'm ripping out Mermaid. I'm getting rid of Launch Bay. I don't care about the admin buildings in the back. They can go to Lake Nona with the Imagineers. I want a lengthy water flume ride and a very large scale, amazing walk through Alice in Wonderland attraction. And I feel like I still paid homage to hand-drawn animation, which like you said, Katie, like that, that's how the whole company started in the first place was hand-drawn animation. But I, I personally felt Compelled to pick Alice in Wonderland versus, you know, Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty or Snow White. Because some of the earliest work that Walt did was Alice in Wonderland based. Like, even before the animated film came out, he was using a live actor to put with animation. So he goes way back with Alice in Wonderland. So I felt like, and we already have a Mickey and Minnie ride finally. So I don't feel like I need to add on top of that. So I felt Alice in Wonderland pays homage to 
old, 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 old school animation. And Lilo and Stitch pays homage to the studios in Florida. Yeah, I like it. So that's that's my animation courtyard. <laughs> we should have put a patent on this. We, we need to put a patent on this episode. So when the Disney Imagineers come at us. <laughs> please send the check to right (laughs) so it's interesting how how many things that you mentioned that I thought about though I just couldn't I couldn't in my brain like figure it out like how to do animators palette but make it different for Florida right and in 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 my mind, like the attractions that I want are, I, I know it's like it's like, you know, oh, you're just getting another water ride, and it's you're just like riding through the movie again. But I love those rides. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean that's and that's what they're doing with Batu and Toy Story Land. So I feel like it would still keep the park in step with those two lands but still keep it disney because i'm sorry okay we have toy story land so we have we also have pixar animal kingdom we have pixar in epcot we have pixar in mgm we don't because a a few years ago my god i was maybe 2015 they were actually thinking of redoing animation courtyard to monstropolis like the like all monsters inc yeah and i'm just like you're taking disney's hollywood studios and taking all of the disney out of it right i know star wars is owned by disney i know pixar is owned by disney but and you have 60 Disney animated films. <laughs> and like, and... I like, I get that, that I get that Galaxy's Edge is at Hollywood Studios, right? Like, it's a studio. It's movies. Like, the whole theme is movies. You have Indiana Jones. You have, like, it's all movies. So I get it. Because, like, Star Wars is a huge cinematic masterpiece, basically. Not, I'm not downplaying how good star wars is by any means i get it it's a good series but you can't call it hollywood studios and not have anything else regarding movies right like well and part of that is because they've completely changed the park right like when the park first opened they were trying to pay homage to every faction of entertainment right so you've got uh, I mean, they had monster sound stage, so you're paying homage to horror films and sound, like sound editing. Yes, and then I you've got that. Um, Beauty and the Beast live on stage and uh, Little Mermaid, right? So now you're paying homage to Broadway entertainment. And then you have the Indiana Jones stunt show, which pays homage to stunts. And then you had, you know, the animation tour, which talks about animation. So, they're trying to cover music, Broadway, 
horror and sound editing, like every aspect of making a live action film, making like just all the aspects of entertainment. And then they slowly started to pull those things back, right? We're going to get rid of the backlot tour and we're putting in Star Wars. We're, they they got rid of the backlot tour and the streets of America. So you, you've completely decimated the backlot homage that you were paying to Hollywood to replace it with a land. And I get it. People want to be in the land. I want to be, I want to be in the land. I want the immersion. Yeah. So it's, we don't have any of that stuff left anymore. It almost, it's like the front of the park is not cohesive with what's going on in the back. So I, I almost feel like, oh my God, I shouldn't even say this out loud. Let me gather myself. Because <laughs> after I say this, nothing will ever be the same. They need to get rid of Star Tours. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I said it. Yeah. It's got to go. <laughs> or at least put it in. Like, I, So I will say that is one. I'm not a fan of it. I don't mind it. I'm not a fan of it. Dan and James love it. But you have a Star Wars themed land. Exactly. It it's time there. to get it's it's got to go now. Either make it go away or put it in Star in Galaxy's Edge. Move it back to where all the Star Wars stuff is. Yep. I because it 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 doesn't make any sense with the flow of the park now. No. You've messed up the flow of the park. And we have three stage shows like you were saying, Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Frozen. Right. All based on princesses, totally fine. I'm here for the princesses. I love them all. But there's three Beauty and the Beast attractions in all of Walt Disney World. You have, what's the one at Magic Kingdom? It's escaping me. Um, Anyway. Beauty and the Beast? (laughs) Yeah. Is it story time or the... Story time with Belle? It's a uh, character meet and greet. uh, Character meet and greet. What's the other thing where you like go in the mirror or whatever? Oh. Or am I thinking of that being somewhere else? Anyway, the, everybody hates the one at Epcot. They need to get rid of it. The sing-along? Yeah. It's, yes. It's everybody stupid. hates it. It's It gets really low rankings. I feel like you can't get rid of Beauty and the Beast live on stage. No. I Maybe you could upgrade it. It's too popular. But you do have a Little Mermaid attraction that is insanely popular. And you you just, they don't need it anymore it's not necessary because you already have the stunt spectacular and the beauty and the beast live on stage and phantasmic so y'all already have right so well and this now i haven't been on little mermaid at hollywood studio voyage of little mermaid but it's all animatronics right like it's not yeah so you you have Indiana Jones that's real people. You have Frozen that's real people. You have Beauty and the Beast that's real people. I mean, there is an, a real Ariel, right? Like, there is a lady in there oh, that yeah, is Ariel. Yeah. Okay. But they yes, do, you yes, know, like yes, the yes. fish. It's like puppets like uh, like, like Nemo. Nemo. Yeah. Yes. But again, like, Nemo is so good. So good. And I don't, like, if they can upgrade Mermaid 
even if they can upgrade Mermaid to be as fantastic looking as Nemo, I still think get it out of there. And and I love the Little Mermaid. I but the attraction at Magic Kingdom is enough. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, and I just I think you have all these attractions at the back now. And people want to go on rides. They want to live in something. I'm not saying they don't want shows. Shows are great because they increase park capacity like insane because you can put so many, like they're people eaters, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that being said, the capacity for Little Mermaid is is not that much compared to Beauty and the Beast live on stage. So I I think that space could be better utilized. And I don't think that you need another show because you already have Fantasmic, Beauty and the Beast, Frozen, Stunt Spectacular. I mean, that's four theaters already without having that fifth one. Right. So. Well, and that Mickey and Minnie vacation for Mickey's vacation fun. I mean, it's not a show show, but. Like it's a it's a people eater. I know they also re- they were considering changing the name of that park again. As recently as I want to say 2019, they were. I mean, they went. They were so far as to surveying people in the park about names. So maybe that could still happen. I don't know, but and again, you know, these things cost hundreds of millions of dollars you know just to reimagine one space or one ride so it's gonna always be happening in phases but good thing genie plus is around to pay for this i know (laughs) part of me feels afraid that they my god i would cry so hard if they changed the front of the park yeah Oh, man. Like, I love Main Street USA, but Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard at that park is like just all the music and, you know, like I'm when I was was like looking through your pictures that you got at night when you were there after closing, when you guys went to Oga's Cantina and I'm like, I miss that so much. (laughs) Like walking out after we closed and like it's so late at night and the park is empty and like you can hear the music so good and it's like it's so perfect and the buildings are just so cool. Like the art deco and the 30s and 40s style architecture down sunset and then like the, you know, late 20s early 30s on on hollywood boulevard and like the colors and the fonts on the signs and i know that sounds like a raging nerd but i don't care because i love it so much and i would be so sad if they changed it but it seems like they're they're walking so far away from the old school disney it's like they it's like they forgot everything that happened between like before the little mermaid or is it just me? No. Like all of a sudden, like animation and that, in that park animation starts in 1989 when Ariel debuts on screen. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> what, a, 
What about the other 50 years that happened before that? (laughs) I will say I almost reached so far over. I know it's not an animation courtyard, but I almost reached so far over and took rock and roller coaster with the other buildings because that's another one that I think needs to be fixed. I'm I'm on board for I I don't know if I thought of this or if I saw it somewhere in like Rock and Roller Coaster, get rid of Aerosmith. It needs to be Powerline. You know who Powerline is? Oh my god, is that from the Goofy movie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Like Okay, did did you watch did you watch Turning Red yet? Yes. Yes, and I did. What did you think? What did you okay. think of it? Turning red. Um, in the beginning, if you haven't seen it yet, there may there may be spoilers ahead, so you can tune out now. <laughs> right. I, I won't spoil anything. I will. I won't. I won't. Um, so the beginning, I'm watching this now. James watched it without me. James James had a fun afternoon one day. Had to go to Aunt Sarah's work. And she's like, oh, Turning Red came out today. Why don't you watch this while I work? Because there's nothing else for you to do. (laughs) And I didn't care. Like, it's fine. No big deal. So I watched it with him like two days later. And in the beginning, I'm sitting here going, what am (laughs) I watching? What is this? Are you kidding? What? What? I Wait, was that understand. before or after my spoiler-free review? I watched it before your review. Okay. <laughs> I, I literally, so it, the day it came out, James watched it, and then I think it came out on like a Wednesday, and then on Friday, I watched it. Okay. So I was, I mean, I watched it, and James is at an age where he just like, oh, ha, 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 she's all giddy about a boy, blah, 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 and she's in the bathroom, and whatever, like, he has no idea, he's oblivious, whatever. So then, as it goes on more, I'm like, okay, I, I, I can see, like, I, I liked it, I did like it, I would, it is a movie that I could watch in a, again, I could watch it a I could definitely watch a million times. Oh my God. (laughs) Just adorable. And just like so much like, oh yeah. Oh, I remember that time with my mom. (laughs) Right. And like you have the life lessons and you have the, you know, friends being together. And I just, I really like, I, I just, I'm not saying I, I just was confused in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Again, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah, like five minutes in, you're this like, oh, they're, Disney movie. They're really going for it, right? But then you that's know, why at the beginning of my uh, my review, I put in bold letters, "This movie is rated PG." Yeah, because a lot of Pixar films are rated PG, and I don't, I don't. I think people see an animated film and they just assume it's a rated G. Right. But like, I think even Shrek is like PG because it's like, yeah. Right. Well, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I saw something, I was watching a video and somebody 
was like, all these people are coming at Turning Red. It's PG. It's animated. All these, you know, they're talking about, you know, being being all giddy about a boy and, you know, not listening to their mother and, and being defiant and all this other stuff. And what is what is Disney turning into? And then they went on and said, let's talk about The Little Mermaid. Dude, right? I was like, have you seen a Disney movie like ever in your right. whole life? Like because what, P- Pinocchio, as far back as Pinocchio, right? Pinocchio, he right. lies and he does everything he's not supposed to do exactly. and everything. That everybody, like, Pinocchio is one of the first animated movies that my kid watched. I think like, he watched it when he was three. So, yes. you know, these parents who are like, oh, my daughter loves Ariel. Really? But you're not going to let her watch Turning Red because Ariel was 16 disobeyed her father, ran away from home, gave her voice to an evil woman so that she could get legs to go and then got married. boy. Hmm. And then got married at the end. Right. After three right. days, which means she's still very much 16. But yeah. you have an issue about a film talking about pads. Right. Talking about <laughs> unnatural progression of life. And, oh my gosh, um, yes. Loving a boy or not listening to their mother and lying to their mother. She ran away from her father and gave her voice to a witch. She basically <laughs> gave her voice to a child kidnapper, basically. How yes. is that any different? How is it any different? I'm sorry. I, I like anyone who's going to go after turning red. You need to just completely cut yourself out of Disney because, <laughs> right? Like every brave, uh, like, yeah, Mulan. I mean, let's, we could go on. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Nope. That was my first thought too. I was like, have you seen the little mermaid? <laughs> Cause I, you know, we had the VHS, so I could literally watch that whenever I wanted. <laughs> yes. But no, I loved it. I loved all the little, just the little Easter eggs, like the reference. There was like some hockey Easter eggs in there and, <laughs> you know, the Tamagotchi and yes. just all these like, I mean... <laughs> The Backstreet Boys. It's set in 2002, so I was already, you know, in my early 20s, so a decade older than Maylee, but I remember kids walking around with those. I remember adults, like, well, you know, young, very young adults having having some of those things and, like, the boy band craze. And, Seriously, I mean, if you I look at... Did we freak out when we saw Lance Bass at Epcot? Oh my god! Oh my god! How about how about when speaking of freaking out, uh, boy, I went and watched Boys to Men, and then literally like at one of the Garden Rock series, and then two days later came back to Buffalo and went to see them in concert at UB and did a meet and greet and was like. Oh my god! Oh my god! I had everything in my mind to be like, I just saw you two days ago at Epcot, and I totally fanned out and geeked out. But in turning red, anyone who hasn't watched it, this is not a spoiler. But when the boy band comes out, right? They're all in white, 
think back to Backstreet Boys and when they do uh, um, I Want It That Way, what they yes. were wearing, because that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It was. So I, I was, it's so funny to, I, you know, I'm curious what people like maybe 10 years older than us for, versus 10 years younger than us, like 30 year olds that were literally 13 and 20 year, or in 2002, you know. But for me, I'm just watching it and I'm like, this is so cringy. And yet <laughs> I can't <Right>? turn away. <laughs> like, it's it's funny to be able to like relive the cringe of of that period of your life from a very safe distance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay. I have no idea how we got on the topic of turning red, but... <laughs> Uh, I am not editing this out, though. No, do not. <laughs> it's a good movie. It was because I was saying it seems like Hollywood Studios doesn't pay attention to anything that happened before Little Mermaid. Yes, that's it. So I do wish they would address the entire span. So that's, again, that's why I decided to go Alice in Wonderland, Lilo and Stitch, because I feel like... Yes, we have Mickey and Minnie in there, and that's old school, but it's new school animation. It's new school design. I just want something historic in there. And Alice in Wonderland is, it's one of those movies where when it came out, I want to say it was 1951. You guys can check me on that, but it wasn't super popular like it didn't do that great and then in the 70s because of drug culture (laughs) of course (laughs) it got insane popular and it's just been ever since really you know i think you have the drug culture but also disneyland has the teacups and that you know i mean not many years after the film came out, Disneyland opened. And now in this early 70s, you're opening Walt Disney World and you have this teacup ride at Magic Kingdom. So it's kind of like, you know, it's in your mind. You know, you see it and you're like, oh, Alice in Wonderland. And it's still popular all these years later, especially with a lot of people taking notice at some of the old school Disney artists, particularly Mary Blair, which had a lot to do with a concept art of Alice in Wonderland. And they just had a whole special line on shop Disney. That was Alice in Wonderland, you know, Mary Blair using a lot of her drawings from the concept art. So, you know, 70 years later, she's, it's still super popular. Just, it's one of those, uh, I guess you could say, cult classic, you know, just it didn't wasn't too much in the beginning. And now it's just like super popular. So I think it's relevant. So it's not, a, you know, it's not like I'm saying, let's put in a Meet the Robinsons attraction or something like, you know, where nobody, you know, Chicken Little. <laughs> Right. Uh, I saw Chicken Little, but I swear to you, I have talked to so many people that don't even know that's a Disney movie. <laughs> uh, and, and I wish I was them. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it's still super relevant. And But I do, I do like your idea of the animators thing. So 
maybe I could steal that and say, like, yours. you could like do that Alice in Wonderland. So those are our ideas, guys. And I'm super curious to hear like what you guys think about this section of Disney Hollywood Studios because I know you guys have ideas, things that you think should get replaced, things that you think should get ripped out, things that you think should get reimagined. So I want you to go into the Facebook group and lay it all out. (laughs) What ideas of ours did you like? What did you think was a no-go? What are your ideas? Please share them because I definitely have more ideas for armchair imagineering in the future. Hopefully they will be less difficult than this one was. (laughs) I may need more than two and a half weeks. (laughs) I know. Oh my God. I was racking my brain forever before I just, the thing that got me going was Hawaiian roller coaster ride. Like I couldn't get it out of my mind and I was going to take rock and roller coaster and use that attraction because you can put Elvis music in there and it still fits with the timeline of Sunset Boulevard, right? Because at the Mm -hmm. end of the eating area, which is escaping me the name now, (laughs) is like the 40s, right? Like the late 30, you know, Tower of Terror, 1939, the Sunset Ranch Market is the 40s, like World War II timeframe. So if you step over into the rock and roller coaster area, that is the 50s, Elvis, 50s, 60s, perfect time frame, fits perfectly with the timeline. But I'm thinking like it's not fair to have a, a Lilo and Stitch roller coaster ride that little kids can't go on oh my gosh it has to be little kids yeah so and then I was like well it should be a water ride there's no water ride there so that was the thing that got me going and then I was just like and I want an Alice in Wonderland walkthrough because I didn't get I I didn't actually get to do the one in Disneyland Paris because Mm -hmm. that park has its own problems which we will talk about one day I promise but Mm -hmm. uh like they close things very early for no reason. But I I just I want to live in Wonderland for ten minutes. <laughs> I want to be little in a big flowers and I want to sit at the table and I want to paint roses red. <laughs> I like the idea of the different plates. Like I can totally picture that the kitchen, like all the, the plateware for the kitchen based on Yes. That. Like, just make it crazy. Yeah. Just, I think it would be so much fun. Then they can pull Alice and Mad Hatter from 1900 Park Fair and, like, have a very dedicated place for them. Yes. Okay. With that, we are going to pull up to our stop, head to the Facebook group, leave us your ideas, go watch Turning Red and tell us what you think. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we're going to close it out and we'll see you guys real soon. Bye, everybody. Yeah, we definitely need Lilo and Stitch theme in there. We're going to get hate mail for... (laughs) (laughs) That's 
a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks to my guest, Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you are heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts along with custom planning and itineraries all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com or you can email her directly at kfisher at nyaaa.com. Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Maine and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to share an idea, a story, or photo and connect with other Disney fans. You can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have fun. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Maine and Magic to join. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Maine and Magic. If you've got a comment or a question, you can email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on social media and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye, so we say see you real soon. Mm-hmm.